Hello and welcome to season 2 of Content Kettle. As promised, we are back with more conversations on e-commerce marketing and growth. This time, we will co-host the podcast to bring you the best tips from brands across industries and e-commerce experts. So, let's get started. Hi Anita, welcome to Content Kettle. Hi Saeed, nice to meet you. Thank you so much for inviting us. Yeah, it's great to have you with us today as well. Uh, considering it's a Saturday afternoon, you took out time and decided <laughs> to speak. It means a lot to yeah. us. Yeah. Awesome. So, for those who haven't had a chance to meet Anita before, Anita is the founder of Madamage. It's an artisanal women's clothing brand that focuses on tropical silhouettes, and there's much more that they do. So, Anita, could you give us? a brief about who you are and what madamarch is and how do you go about taking this forward madamarch it's a covid born brand during covid uh, i was wondering how do we bring about a little change in where we are already so madamarch came about because i felt like there's lot of artisans waiting to be worked with clusters organized and unorganized clusters but i didn't want to get into the indian ethnic zone again I wanted to do something that was easy because I knew once covid was lifted people are going to there's going to be a lot of revenge travel you know people would have realized that they've been cooped in the house there's going to be a lot of traveling there's going to be a lot of meetings and you know friends get togethers and everybody is going to be looking for easy clothing because I felt like during covid there was a lot of athleisure that was being people were in their jerseys and track suits all day so I didn't want to make clothing that was complicated after that so something that would go between track suits and complicated clothing i wanted a segment that catered to like easy clothing you don't have to really dry clean them there is you know easy wash care easy to wear on and yet something from the artisanal sector so when i started drawing these concepts together about what i really wanted to do and keeping a very clear focus about not getting into the indian ethnic space i came about with madam march So basically, what I call ourselves is tropical silhouettes because we were made for tropical climates. Uh, Bombay is our home, so I think a lot of Bombayites would love wearing them throughout the year. And usually, people who are heading to Goa or Maldives and any of these beach island resorts, they just wanted a clothing that they could just slip in without any fuss. So that's how Madam March came about. The brand name Madam March is also very interesting. I wanted to come up with a name that was a little bit. esoteric in the sense something that is curious at the same time a conversation starter so i came up with a lot of names madder is actually a indian root that gives a, a red tint you know this madder root was used for all kinds of clothing and i wanted like something that was indigenous to our country so the word madder came out from that and much is just a lot of it so basically i wanted two words that meant a lot of india So that's how Madam March came about, and I think it's been a very successful brand name. Uh, it's very catchy. I do have people walking up to me asking me what's Madam March, and it's been a great conversation starter, an icebreaker to walk into our pop-ups, into our store to see what our collection's all about. It's not like my clothes are all red or pinks or tints of red, but it is just an essence of India that I wanted to bring, keeping in mind of Western styling. I wanted a little bit of global appeal uh, to the brand. I do have moments of FOMO not being in the Indian ethnic space because a lot of people do crave to buy Indian ethnic, but I've kept it very consciously Western styling, and I think uh, it's been received pretty well. We're about a year and a half old, and we've uh, been able to crack the market, uh, exist where we are. Uh, 
fairly young still so we are very enthusiastic to be where we are so that's matter much for you that's pretty interesting <laughs> yeah how did you decide to get into the clothing industry like after covid uh, did you have any prior experience with design and stuff or how did that happen so my story is pretty strange i would say in many ways i'm an architect by profession i've done my bachelor of architecture from university of pune and then i went to the us to do my masters lived there worked as an architect for many years and then i moved to india with a single purpose that i wanted to work in the textile sector because i've always been very passionate about how textiles come together but i wanted to give it a little twist so i started working with artisans when i moved to india I started working with corporate interior so i was working with icici foundation i wanted to see how we can take textile as a material and bring it into corporate interiors and so that was a very successful project that i did for icici and then i started realizing textile is like a building material it's just how we perceive it as a clothing but so many things can be done out of textiles keeping that in mind i feel like i'm able to apply my architectural knowledge on to my textiles and that's how i designed my clothes so one of my very successful collection called zanzibar is about that how you're able to interlock architecture with textiles and come about with clothing i've been in this industry for almost 15 years now this brand may be fairly young but i've been in this industry for over 15 years got it got <laughs> it when i looked into it and now when you're saying it's just one and a half year old i was shocked like you know this there's, there's so much <laughs> things over there that looks like it's coming from expertise that's why i asked yes. you if you came from a designer background or not but that's yes. that's interesting as well yeah so when you got started what were some of the strategies that you used to cut through the noise because there are a lot of other you know traditional wear brands as well you know when it comes to india and the amount of clothing brands are there it's insane and it's growing exponentially what were some yeah. of the tactics that you use to cut through the noise reach out to customers right so i think one of the main important points that actually work is good style good design right good design is everything it was a little hard for me to stand out like i said i was having a lot of fomo am i doing the right thing is india really ready for an all western styling that is coming from an artisan background because there are other brands that are purely western but they are much less priced than i am right now so i was thinking am i competing with these brands am i going to be successful so these are doubts that you need to i think as a startup it was important for me to answer my own questions so i would put down these questions that i felt made me nervous starting the brand or giving me anxiety and i was starting to list down what is the purpose and then i realized that as long as you're an honest brand you're giving an honest service to the customer the customer is willing to take that you just need to serve the customer in a very honest way so i would say that yes it is difficult to cut through the noise like you said there are millions of fashion brands that are being born every day and i'm sure there's space for everyone is just you need to carve out your space and not look here there get confused get self doubts about where you are you need to walk your talk you need to walk your path and i think at some point all of this is a more of a spiritual experience for me at least the way i work i look at it in a very holistic way am i giving my 100% is this design really going to be successful in a long way who are the people what demographic so you move from a larger concept like a macro concept to a micro concept of your consumer i think as long as you're consistent with your philosophies that's how you cut through the noise so it's been okay for me for so far i won't really say that it's been difficult but at the same time every brand has its own runway it has its own take off path 
uh, i'm sure i'm going to have to you know build on what i've learned uh, every experience counts no two days are ever the same right in my last 15 years i can tell you that i've only been learning there's <laughs> hardly any time for me to sit down and think about i feel like tomorrow i'm going to learn something new so that's how you cut through the noise and not get disheartened where you are got it interesting that makes a lot of sense as well your instagram had my attention uh, you know with the colors palette that you are using and the aesthetic and how you have put things together so i'm just curious and want to understand that what goes into your instagram marketing strategy so strategies keep changing i do have a team on board for instagram uh, strategies keep changing because there are two ways i i would like to keep it i would like to keep it very dynamic and organic every day people are waking up to different realities in life especially after covid right i don't want to stay consistent in instagram i don't want to stay monotonous how do we keep it moving every day should be a new day it's like i go back to my school days when every day some student was given thought for the day we used to write on the board you know and you didn't know which student is going to be picked and you don't know what is going to be written every time a new thought for the day would come up on a school board it would make sense to you that day right i think instagram should be the same day in every day i started the new strategy i'm not sure if i'm going to continue with it but at least you keep brewing new ideas i think instagram is a great platform to keep creating new ideas uh, it accepts all your ideas some ideas can fail you can delete it some ideas may go through you can you know replicate it to your other philosophies yeah. as well so yeah so i think i mean i do look at accounts where they very consistent very neat grids you know very neatly put and i am almost like should i disturb this a little bit you know like just have fun right <laughs> move the colors around a bit i think the common thread between all my posts is my design it's not like a marketplace it's my brand so there is a consistency there are margins on the side but i think within those margins you can play around keep it moving i've had agencies work with me as well but i think an in-house would make more sense at this point because you're able to hit off your ideas brainstorm and then create a interesting instagram for people to look at that's pretty much what it is i think everybody should wake up and wonder what madam arch is going to post tomorrow just like in school you know what is your next thought for the day that's going to come up you know got it got it yeah mo- most of the time it happens that way right the random ideas that comes up tends to work yeah. out yeah 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 you wake up in the night and you have like this brilliant idea you can't wait to execute it the next day you know Precise. i think you should keep it like very human you keep it very human you know not like a machine that is needs to be rotated or cranked up you know so exactly makes sense would you say that branding your products and packaging has played like a good role when it comes to your growth yeah um surprisingly my packaging is all uh, paper recycled paper and even the plastic that we use is a cornstarch plastic that we're using right now which is uh, 100% biodegradable and compostable so you can in fact cut up your uh plastic put it in your compost pit or even in your garden and within 6 months it's become soil i didn't really think that customers would notice that how many times have you really like looked into what the packaging is or you know you get a product but i've noticed that my customers have paid attention to it and so i get that happiness feeling that customers are actually paying attention to where they're buying their clothes from because they're even giving attention to the packaging and so i started realizing packaging is a very important part of your product right it's not about what lies inside it's also about how it's packaged so i started giving more attention to it i feel like that is your first look into the product imagine the packaging is coming in all sorts of shapes it's wet it's this it's that and then 
when you see the product, it, it, you've already lost the charm. Even the pro- packaging should be charmful. And when I worked in the US, that's the first thing I've learned is that presentation is everything. You know, you may be selling just a small thing, but how you package it, how you present it speaks volumes about what is being sold, you know. So I think it's the journey from our studio to the customer, the way the product is traveling. The product's journey is also as important as the product itself. So we've never really compromised on the packaging. I know we do use expensive packaging, but I feel like it's worth, you know, sending it to the customer. And we've had a lot of customers call me up and say, hey, the packaging was great. We really like that you're using a non-plastic, you know, for your uh, goods. So, yes, during monsoon, we do have a few challenges, which we take care of. But otherwise, it's been well received in the market for us. Got it. Most of the time, the packaging and the branding is what sells off, right? Catch the customer even if it's going. The same thing happened. Yeah, yeah. It's a- the other day, I was walking through a mall and there was this good brand. You know, I'm not sure of the name, but the way they had put their products on display and the color combination they had, I walked in. I had no plans of getting a eyewear, okay? But then I walked in, started looking in and I ended up taking something. <laughs> <laughs> and when I stepped out, I was like, I had no plans for this. And it was, the catch was the branding. And you know how yeah. they had put it together. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so, because I think one of the greatest packaging for me as a, a customer has been fossil. You know, the fossil tins that you get. For the tin, I would buy the watch. Because that tin is so beautiful. It's so quaint. It's so retro. And then for the tin, you would buy the watch or spectacle case or something. And then you go to fossil store, you can buy the tin by itself, the packaging by itself. What a great idea, right? So for me, I've always realized like packaging plays a very important role as much as the product itself. So I've paid a lot of attention to that. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. So I've seen you a lot of time on Instagram with the artisans and people behind the scenes and all of that. So how important do you feel is, you know, the founder should be seen on the page or, you know, connecting to your customers on a personal level? Because most of the brands, what they do is there's the model, this fancy things and all of that is good, which works. But at the same time, when the founder taps in, you know, what's happening behind the scenes and you know, what's something that you are working on and all that is shown, the impact is different as well. How important do you think it is and how it has helped you all this while in your brand? I'm a very shy person. I like to work behind the camera. But lately I've realized to connect with your customers, it's important. So I would have like model pictures and then the artisan pictures. And I felt like that bridge was missing, which is me. So after like a lot of coaxing by my team, I, I recently started coming out in the front, which I realized is actually working positively for the brand because I go for all my pop-ups. I go for my all my event shows and everything. It makes a lot of impact when I'm there telling the customer what the garment is about. No matter how experienced my staff is, it's always important that I'm there to sell the product, to showcase the product. So it's been a very important you know strategy, I would say, being there for your customers, in front of your customers, selling the idea because they know that you're the person who's doing it. So that validates the product itself. Of course, the artisans are there. They know that the artisan has created the product, but the person who's actually putting these things together, the ingredients together, you're the chef, right? You have the ingredients, you've picked it up from your farmer's market and you have your customer who's waiting. You're the chef that's going to bring these two together. You can't just bring... The vegetables to the customer and say, Aap kaat lo, bana do, ho aapka khana. Then the customer will not connect with it. So you are the main chef that's going to bring these two together. And I realized very late over 
the you know uh, age that it is important for you to be in the front and now now i've started hatching from my egg coming out in the open more often and i think it's going you'll see a lot lot more of me right now on my instagram page interacting with customers that's that's nice and i i see like a lot of founders are doing that lately you know they are tapping yeah. in on reel or maybe ig live and talking to their customers and everyone has the same feedback that it's it's creating a positive impact on the brand absolutely well. yeah. yeah i have seen your brand on other marketplaces as well right so how do you go about uh, selecting a marketplace and what is the kind of expectations you have from that marketplace uh, for instance if you are on amazon what is that you expect from there like sales is one thing but what amount of sales should come in or how it should drive more traffic to your website and all of the ecosystem right. marketplace could you just give me a brief on that so when i choose marketplaces it's more about sensibilities are they catering to my sensibilities are my my kind of customers walking into that marketplace is a big question that you need to ask yourself because i have made mistakes in the past where i'm giving it to the wrong marketplace and i'm wondering what went wrong is my designs not suiting is my design not good enough am i too expensive you know and then when you start trickling down these questions you realize you're almost in the wrong marketplace so you need to do your market research obviously when you go into the market there's lot of intelligent points that are available for you to study people are wearing western clothes somebody is buying something some place right so we need to tap into that intelligence into the market and find out where it is suitable for you to sell your clothes i have been to the wrong exhibitions where it's been more like a flea market where skirts and tops are available even at 1000 bucks and you know 500 bucks now i can't go there sell my stuff my skirt and top there at 5000 6000 bucks and can't question myself you know and then brands that are fresh start self doubting are you know i'm not doing the right thing my designs are not good enough i don't think i'm going to sustain myself because you are in the wrong place the wrong product so i think it is very very important take as much time as you can to study the market you have a space because i always compare myself to an automobile industry in india there is maruti and there is ferrari they have to sell 1000 units of maruti to make profit ferrari guy has to sell one ferrari to make his it's not like both of them are not making loss both of them are making equal amount of profit there is a segment for you are you is your customer a honda buyer is your customer a benz buyer is your customer a bmw startup buyer you know so you need to categorize yourself and be in that market you can't be in a ferrari market selling your maruti suzuki and wonder are my my product is so cheap why is nobody buying it obviously they're not looking at a cheap product they want a ferrari so they are in the ferrari market so you need to figure out where your strategy lies and what we expect out of these marketplaces sales is obviously not my first goal at all my first goal is visibility brand visibility to stand amongst your other brands to be able to be visible to the customer what is it that the customer walks up to madamach to buy that clothing what is it that didn't make them walk up to madamach and buy that so that is what you need to used to regulate your designs my design will come about when i have intelligent intelligence coming in from the market right stores call and tell me ma'am ye mahina there was no sales you need to understand why there were no sales you know where did i go wrong in my design so the next set of designs that you come with you keep these inputs very carefully and you design the next set and then you understand because in india every state every city has its own clothing culture like the way ahmedabad would dress up the way delhi dresses up the way bombay dresses up they're all very different you need to be able to choose your city your market and position yourself comfortably you know and have the bandwidth 
I think marketplaces are very important. Without marketplaces, there is no intelligence into your brand that comes in. You don't have to be in a marketplace at a loss, but at least if you're breaking even at a marketplace, I think it's a great. It's your exhibition, right? You're putting yourself out there to test yourself, and I think that is a very good uh, space to be in. Keeping sales aside, of course, sales everybody needs, you know, to run the brand. But I think it's important to be in all sorts of marketplaces. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it it makes sense when you want to bring that authority in your customer's mind. Medamuth stands for so and so. That is the kind of pricing they have, and that's the quality of the product. It's important yeah. for you to be in that segment as well, right? When your competitors yeah. are there, and at the same time, when you are pouring in money, you also need to calculate in in terms of okay, people are understanding or considering my brand in that perspective now. That's where the money yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Not right. because the sales are coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, what is your? Why are people walking up to you before they even know your MRP? They are looking at you. Right, exactly. they don't know what your price is. They don't know what your material is, but the name has attracted them to you. That is important to know if you're in the right place. Got so. it. Because most of them, what they do is they they pour in money into marketing, and then they wonder why there are no sales coming in. The metric only yeah. they keep a tab on is sales. But at the same yeah. time, there's the exposure. The people, your brand will be on top of their mind. There's so much more that happens that needs to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. i think brand visibility is a huge factor these days right because in a competitive world like today it is important to stand out and marketplace is one place where you can stand out because you can't really physically set up stores in every city right that's why these multi designer stores really work because they are in every city you just have to find your kind of multi designer store whether it's ogan or aza or pernia you put yourself out there so that there is large audience large global audience and then you see where you stand are you the first second third fourth not for comparison sake just for you to understand if you're in the right place in the right time got it also you have both right online and offline stores uh, yeah. so which which of those perform better and how does one add on to another like how does it work together so online and offline they are both completely different school of thought so i think it is important to have both of them how do they cater because i think the first purchase if it's an offline purchase the second purchase also becomes online so people have understood your design they have fitted into a certain size they have seen how the garment has aged along with them and then the second purchase they call me or they go online and they purchase it directly so offline always caters to online so people who have directly bought from my online are i would say happy to take risk you know mm-hmm. they're happy to explore a new brand so which is also a positive thing because they bought something from me they are happy about it now they just walking along the mall and then they see a multi designer store they go in and then they see madam ach and then they tell their friends hey guess what i just bought this dress from madam ach and they are here as well so there's always double validation and now the friends will always keen on buying madam ach because not only has she bought online she has recognized the brand offline also you know so it's a two way street i would never say be online take off offline or be offline take off online i think they both play a very mutually beneficial uh, you know they have a great symbiotic relationship with each other online and offline they're like mother child you know you can't pull one away from the other and they have a great uh, going and i think you can roller coaster your success depending on how many offline stores you can actually build into right if i can afford 15 offline stores i would obviously go 15 offline stores because that will only feed into my online 
the second purchases and the third purchases will become like an online so it depends on a brand to brand bandwidth if they are able to be offline and online but i would prefer being in both places and i think they both are interconnected very beautifully actually got it yeah i have seen brands like you know once they have a good presence online and then they tend to have an offline store as well for yeah. brand recall and all of it so what are some of the things that you are planning to explore in 2023 because market is changing every now and then you know people are into creating reels and what not you know it keeps on changing what are some of the things that you are planning to do in 2023 Well, in terms of Instagram, like I told you, thought for the day, that is my philosophy for Instagram. Every day, one, you know, there is going to be something different. I'm planning to do something very. It may be successful, not, but I'm willing to take the risk in that. Um, in 2023, my goal is to definitely have my own store in Bombay. Uh, okay. Maybe one in Bombay, one in uh, Hyderabad is what we are planning. Uh, apart from that, I do want to get into menswear. Think, uh, Madam Men is something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, again it's going to be very easy clothing uh, it's not going to be like suits maybe shorts and shirts for men that's about it that's the only category i would have uh, and maybe some interesting ties and bow ties so i'm still working on those ideas uh, and madder kids is something that would complement women's wear very well because there is a tendency to buy for your child first and then for yourself so you know uh, a woman who walks into my store is always looking for something for her kids so that she can she does she can feel less guilty to buy for herself <laughs> but don't go lelia so then now she feels comfortable to shop for herself you know so i feel it always complements kids wear always complements women's wear very beautifully again so uh, madder kids uh, is something that i'm focusing on um let's see uh, 2023 has some big plans um and i'm hoping those will come about without any another covid part 3 part 4 <laughs> you know that's another thing that's always lurking in the corner right people are like oh you know it's always like some epidemic is like lurking around the corner and you know it's very scary to know that but i think without taking risk you won't know what is ahead so i'm willing to take that risk and see what we are up against okay got it now when you are into women category and you're smashing there how do you go about adding another category wouldn't that make you feel diluted or something just a thought yeah yeah so i would say that dilution comes when you have women's wear brands within your company like if i start another women's wear brand if the philosophies are somewhat mingling in the center like you're starting a indian ethnic brand but you're also moving into trousers and shirts and my western brand also has trousers and shirts customers cannot identify like that either you have two women's wear brand with completely two different philosophies that they are not even colliding with each other right they are completely indian ethnic one is ex- entirely western where they don't even talk they have to become two sides of a coin right when you have confusing thought philosophies that's when customer also gets confused and says hey wait a minute if this is for 12000 here why is this for 14000 here people don't think why there is a price difference or to be very safe is to start completely different like men's wear and women's wear where there is really no you know connection as such or kids wear and women's wear brand there's really no connection so i think it is important or your as big as fab india where they have explored everything they have 200 stores they've become pioneers of artisan clusters in india so there are various stages i think one has to go step by step establish the current set of brand that you're having you know reinforce it let the customer get used to madam much before i go into madam men and madam kids otherwise you'll just be all over the place confused not sure where you're going you know 
I think that's a dangerous place. More than anything else, I think that's a dangerous place. So I would trade very carefully right now. 2023 plans are on paper right now before we actually start executing it. Yeah. So I want to trade very carefully with low amount of risk at this point. Got it. Got it. Okay. So if at all you had to give like five marketing tips for anyone who is getting started, what would they be? It's very important to identify your market. What is it that you want to sell? Right. When I started Madam March, I don't wear Western clothes. I wear Indian clothes, but I can design great Western clothes. Right. So you have to create that space between your customer and yourself. Right. Don't think about whether I can afford it, whether I can do it. You know, um, I think that's the first marketing tip is to create that space between you and your customer. I think second thing is to be honest to your customer. You know, there are times when you have to be brutally honest. And I think that is one way to go. Uh, instead of getting defensive about your brand, you know, or avoiding being confrontational. I think as a brand, you should be very confrontational. You must talk about what you're doing, not be unfaithful to your own brand. If you're not doing something, it's okay to not talk about it. Just because a reel, everybody is doing reels about something doesn't mean you have to create a reel about it. Create a reel about what you honestly do in the brand. Be honest to your brand. And customers are not stupid. They can see everything they're shopping all day you know and they can see which is an honest brand and which is a not so honest brand so i think it is very clear to be honest to yourself honest to the brand and honest to your customers this itself is a very powerful thing and that itself achieving that itself is going to be a lot of effort so i think apart from that you have thousands of experts and agencies to run your marketing yeah i don't think uh, you know one needs marketing tips um, i'm sure somebody somebody is already running a marketing agency and you can get all of it but i think at the core of every brand one must be honest to the brand it not necessarily sustainable means packaging not necessarily sustainable means doing something about plants you know it can just be like for me sustainability honestly means supporting local economy you know everybody who works with me lives around here their bread and butter is you know being served for them on their table which i think is a beautiful sustainability factor so not necessarily you have to plant 100 trees or you know go no plastic these i mean there are so many ways to be sustainable yourself right Got so it. i think baby step at a time is one way to go to keep your brand going that was insightful and i'm sure like the one who are listening to it uh, will find it like gold nuggets <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so well anita that's that's all i had to ask you today and yes. uh, it was it was an insightful conversation and i'm sure uh, you know the madam much marketing approach will be helpful for a lot of people yes yeah. great thank you so much sir yeah great yeah. thank you found this episode insightful follow us on spotify to listen to more of such conversations every week